0: Hey, everybody, this is David Carruthers, and I am sitting in today and guest hosting the Agency Nation podcast with my new friend, Philip Charles-Pierre from SEMSI. We've become fast buddies, and I think I've probably demonstrated at least a little bit of technical knowledge for things outside of insurance, and this is going to be an awesome conversation. I, I have to tell you, I had the ability to demo his product uh, in full disclosure to make sure that I understood what we were going to be talking about today ahead of time and was very, very impressed. So if you're an agency that is struggling to determine what you need to do from a technology standpoint, please make sure you listen to this story today because I can assure you, this is a solution that will help a lot of people out there. Philip, thank you so much for taking time to talk with us today. Why don't you take a second to just sort of give them the 10,000 foot overview of who you are and where you came from because your background certainly is interesting, but it lends to your experience in why you're going to be successful with SEMSY
1: great. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Uh, and really, it's been terrific talking with you, David. Uh, I'm excited to uh, to talk with you and, and the audience about about SEMC uh, and what we've done and what we're looking to do. Very briefly, SEMC is about three years old. Uh, we were incubated and initially started by a combination of Nafila and D.E. Shaw. And their vision was to build a platform for independent agents in the commercial space. We know that there's a lot happening in the personal line space and obviously around big data and things of that nature. But what we realized, uh, was that in the commercial insurance space and especially in the SMB space, there wasn't a lot, there weren't a lot of tools, uh, that enabled agents to better service clients to go from lead to quote specifically. And so that's, uh, that's how we, started the company. I am new to insurance, but I absolutely love it. Uh, this is, it's, you know, it's not one of those things I expected to be in. My career, frankly, started in the travel space, first working with a company called Site 59 and then uh, Travelocity building, uh, essentially B2B tools for agents. Um, and then I quickly went into publishing and then, uh, to a company called Smarter Agent in the real estate space, again, building technology and tools but this time for real estate agents. And so I, what, what was really interesting about this opportunity beyond the concept of building technology for insurance agents as an enablement tool was there's a really interesting correlation between what's happened in the travel space, what's happening and has happened in the real estate space, and what I think is happening and going to happen going forward uh, in the insurance space. And that is, What's what's going to win out uh, and who's going to be the most important player in servicing customers? Will it be robots and bots and data or will it still be the human being who can advise and consult uh, and be a terrific advocate for me, the small business owner? We are placing our bet on the insurance agent. We believe that they are fundamental, and in particular to in the commercial space and so what we want to do and what we have done is built this platform for the agent as as you saw
0: yeah, and I think that your your point is valid. I think that all of us as agents want to be valued, we want to be needed going forward, obviously, so that we still have income streams coming in. But for every agent that's out there listening to this, my advice would be. You need to start embracing technology similar to what we're going to talk about today now. Because the one thing that I believe wholeheartedly is if you want to remain relevant as an agency or an agent, you're going to have to be on that technology curve and you're going to have to be ahead. Mm -hmm. The more difficult it becomes to do business with you because you're doing it the way that you've always done it. The less relevant you are going to be in the future. And so I'm excited for you to talk about the things that you're doing to enable agents to be successful. And I really, I really think that everybody can benefit from, from what you guys are doing right now.
1: Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I think it's interesting. There are really two ways to think about technology in this space. One is technology that is really helping the agent, uh, or the producer connect with the small business uh, owner right whether that means being able to have a form that's digital that the producer can send to to the auto body shop owner or the or the, the yoga instructor uh or the, uh, having their website enable the uh, you know food truck uh owner to be able to come in and research what they need in terms of insurance and then be able to quickly get a quote. Uh, so I think that there is a lot of technology and important technology that helps the agent or can help the agent uh, communicate and better engage with their with their customer, especially at times like this where we're all working from home. So we, we need to find better, more efficient ways to connect with our customer. And I'm sure that's something you're seeing in your agency, right? We,
0: um, we are. And, and here's something that I would tell you about that. And this is where I sort of get frustrated with my peer group a little bit is because we are so caught up in doing business the way that we've always done it that we don't feel the need to change. You know, we we think that we can just continue to make a hundred phone calls, to get 50 people to answer, to get 20 people to meet, 10 people let us present, and we get new clients out of it. And so we know that if we make a hundred phone calls, we're gonna get two new clients. And that's just the way that it's always been done. And it's the way that we're gonna do it. And one of my biggest gripes that I have is that we have got to get to a point as an industry where we understand that people want to receive information where they want to receive it, not where we force it on them. And it's interesting to me specifically that you chose auto body shops as one of the things that you used as an example because I think that pretty much anybody listening to this right now that has had any type of work done on their car, whether it be body work or regular repair, maintenance, whatever, realizes that these industries are – very quickly evolving with technology it's nothing out of the ordinary now to take your car in for service and immediately get a text message with a clickable link that's a video of that service advisor walking around your car taking a video showing you the different things that are wrong and here we are wanting to push paper you know that's so archaic compared to where so many other industries are We're the only ones who can change that and that's a mindset and it's something that I hope more and more agents are going to continue to learn to transition to going forward.
1: A real interesting real world example that even in the real estate space is the following. You know the reason why a Zillow or a Trulia and some of these other direct to consumer real estate brands have been able to really uh, explode into the into the marketplace is because they were digital and because they were really really focused on getting to the eyeball getting eyeballs around consumers and people who are looking to buy, purchase a home, whereas your traditional agent was still sending postcards and mailers right and and from an acquisition cost perspective not only was that ineffective but not many people who are in their 30s who are the prime home buying audience are actually you know in a place where they're getting mail or read even reading their mail right they're going online to do their research and so there's a natural disconnect at least in the real estate space between how a consumer was shopping For homes or looking or what have you versus the way that a traditional agent was doing it, which is why you had a, again, a Zillow and a Trulia come up and do that. So that's, that's, I think helps to underscore what you were talking about. There's a second element though to technology that I think is important. So the first obviously we talked about, which is the connection to the, to the, to the consumer or to the risk. The second is being able to use technology to make all the mundane tasks the rekeying of information into multiple carriers to get a bunch of quotes the ability to figure out what the best policies who I'm appointed with heck where's my password and username for my carriers where do I store all that there's that's where I think technology can play an even more powerful role, or if not just a powerful, just as powerful a role, in helping the agent become much more efficient, and therefore enabling the agent to have more time and even more, essentially, whether it be data or a better, uh, a better marketing slick based on what they've done with technology to then be able to be a better consultant uh, and a salesperson of a policy to the small business owner. And I think that's where it then creates this opportunity, I think, for the agent to continue to be the differentiator. Uh, between do I go to a, an agent to, to buy a policy for my beauty salon or do I go search online and hope that I figure out what I need and hope that I get sold what I, what I have to have based on whatever requirements I have.
0: Yeah. And I think it's interesting because when you talk about do I go to an agent? Do I go to an agent? The, the way that I think now is do I go to an agent's website? Right. Mm. Because. If you have the ability to make it, a lot of people don't want to have to deal with us, man. I mean, as lovable as I am, <laughs> a lot of people don't want me walking into their business and infringing upon their day. And it goes back to what I said about giving people information where they want to receive it. And you know, if you, if you understand the environment on the web and how to control traffic and drive traffic to your domain and you educate those people when they get to your domain so that they understand, okay, I'm virtually dealing with this agency, but it's very obvious based on the content that I see when I get here that this agency understands what I need, and they make me feel as if I have a level of comfort to purchase from them. And they may not ever have to physically interact with you in person to do that, and I think that's part of where we need to shift our mindset In that if you're going to be an agency of the future and also using tools like yours, because there's a lot of things that you're going to enable agencies to do based on what I've seen that they don't have the ability to do right now. And if they can shift that mindset and understand that a visit to your website in 2020 is like somebody walking into your front door in 1990. And that's where we need to be. We need to make sure that we give them the ability to shop with us on their terms, not ours.
1: That's right. And, and I think what's even just to add to that is there's a growing number of niches, whether it be niche travel, uh, niche kind of homes, whether you have tiny homes, big homes, lakefront homes, beachfront homes, right? And there are niches in small businesses that are being built. And I think a number of agencies that we have seen in our platform who are really growing, um, are those who can not only be generalists, but on some level also have specialties. Right. I'm really good at food trucks or I'm really good at dental offices. And therefore, I'm going to create uh, content around that. Um, and then I'm going to draw the, the right folks uh, onto my landing page or my website. But you don't want to stop there. Right? You don't just want to have the content, and you don't just want to maybe get their first name, last name, a phone number, and maybe call them later. Engage with them. Engage with them by asking questions within the context of the landing page that you have. And then in a- asking questions, what you're really doing is you're getting questions answered that you might be able to give them of a, maybe a, a, an indication right there on your website, which then turns that lead from a cold lead to a war- much warmer lead. So that hey this is really interesting you really know what you're talking about you know i want to buy it or let me call you or i want to call you or when when the agent calls that person there's a lot more information they don't have to start from ground zero they can you know they can really do that um, because they've collected the information but they've also enacted some technology to be able to draw the right information to get a quote and that 's actually one of the things we 're really happy that we've we've done is not just take technology and make it about uh, the agent, and we 're really proud of what we've done right for the agent and we can speak to that but we, we also want to extend that to their customer right We want to make it so that the agent feels good about what they're presenting to the customer in terms of the content and their expertise, but we want them to feel like they're pr- being provided through SEMC and the, and the widget that we've built uh, the opportunity to get quotes and, and represent their brand incredibly, incredibly well. Right. And that's one of the things I, I, I was very impressed by with you and, and your niche site, for example, in Florida and, and what you do.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. So when you described what you think agencies should be doing about being a generalist, but also having several niches, that you focus on, you basically just described my firm. You know, we have the ability to be generalists when it comes to workers' compensation, for example, because the principles for reducing frequency and severity of injuries are relatively uniform across any industry that you're going to deal with, with certain nuances and tweaks that you need to do. And so from a generalist standpoint, we like businesses that have experience modification factors or 1.0 or higher on workers' comp. But in terms of actually being specialists and drilling down, we have niche programs for childcare, martial arts studios, gyms, veterinary clinics, wedding insurance. I mean, we can keep going on and on and on. And you know, it's interesting because again, it all goes back to me. It goes back to data and client experience. Customer service is is what you should be doing, you know? And if you talk to agencies out there, they all hang their hat on customer service. Well, here, let me come over and give you a pat on your back for maintaining the status quo, because that's what (laughs) you're doing. Customer service is the expectation. You have to understand what it is to deliver a client experience going into the future. And ease of doing business is a huge factor in determining that client experience. One of the things that I like about having the ability to get that data brought in is you can use that and slice it and dice it in different ways, whether it be for remarketing in the future or warehousing it so that you don't have to worry about starting over from scratch when you're re-quoting something, you know, the next year or even for renewals or whatever else. And I think that that's a huge area. You know, when you talk about what it's like to have somebody to walk into your website versus walking into your building, if I had somebody walk into my building today to say that they wanted to engage with my company, I'm sad to admit I don't have a process for that, but I've got the web on lockdown. you know. And I I have to wonder over the years without technology in place to to meet some of these needs, how much has really fallen through the cracks because you don't have follow-up procedures in place when all of this stuff goes down?
1: That's right. And I think one of the the key ways in which you can sort of fill those holes or or those gaps is by using technology to engage the customer early. Right. Um And so you're right. Having these niches, as you've done and you've done brilliantly, is extraordinarily important. But then the follow up could also be digital. Right. Meaning, hey, I just uh, I'm getting married in in a few months. I need wedding insurance. Let me go to let me go search. I, I land on you know, Florida uh, Weddings Insurance dot com or what have you. And guess what? Not only am I getting some great content of what I need, what I need to think about, but I can actually get a quote indication right then and there. That's amazing, right? And if I have more questions, then I can call David or anybody on his team and say, hi, you know, I went to your website. I, you know, here's what I'm thinking about. I saw this quote. Does it cover me for this? Does it not cover me for that? Now what what have you done? You've built a relationship and it all started online. And I think that's fundamentally important. And so we're not here to, to try to replace the agent at all. What we think that's important is using technology and that's, that's really important to SEMC. I tell everybody on our team we want to respect the heck out of agents because we really respect what they do and we think that they're important. Um and so but the way that we want to respect them is by providing tools that allows them to engage a customer, um, but it also creates a tool that allows them within their agency to be as efficient as possible so that they can do more of what? Engaging the customer consulting and I think the key again goes back to data
0: right and having a system to use that data So using the wedding insurance example so that people understand, you know, that's great Anybody could build a landing page anybody can put a blog post or a whiteboard video or whatever up there and quite frankly Anybody could answer questions if you're asked what are you doing with the data though? and the whole point of having those landing pages and using display or search advertising to get people there. Is to get them there because you want that data and you want their contact information. So, you know, the beauty for us is once we have that, now we have the ability to put them in drip marketing campaigns. If they choose not to buy a product from us right now, we can still continue to market to them. And by the way, not just for wedding insurance, but if they do become our client, they immediately have the ability to get a quote, bind that quote, pay for it and have the policy issued in real time and They go to a thank you page that sets them up for what's going to happen from my company next. It's a video of me congratulating them on their big day, preparing them to understand that we're going to stay in contact with you between now and the time you get married. Well, what happens on the back end? The date of the wedding dumps into the CRM, and based on that, they get a timeline of pre-programmed email templates that's talking to them about, hey, now's probably a good time for you to think about changing out some things on your auto insurance. And then another one homeowners insurance another one life insurance Insurance, and and it's not in an offensive way it's in an educational way and these are things that people that are younger that haven't really been out into the real world as long as you know some of us they don't think like that inherently right and so it's a a friendly reminder and that whole workflow culminates with three days before the wedding hey your big day's coming this weekend congratulations we couldn't be happier for you listen Whether you choose to do business with us in the future or not, we're so appreciative of what you've entrusted with us to this point. And we just wanted to give you a sincere congratulations and let you know we'll be thinking about you this weekend. That's it. It's That's done. It. But right. what happened there? There's There are so many touch points in a relationship built that these people are not going to go anywhere else to get this stuff. And we've proven that through the, the close rates that we've had. Right. and that that's the enablement of technology
1: right there in, in a very real application and that and part of all of what you're saying makes tremendous sense and it all also lends itself to what the interconnectedness of all of this technology, right? From your AMS to the CRM you're using to a SEMSI. And so f- one of the things that we do, for example, is connect to, uh, to outside folks, right? Whether it be being able to connect to an AMS or being able to connect to a CRM so that when those drip campaigns happen, it can feed into uh, the semsi system and the agent six months from now, a year from now, when that married couple decides to open a bakery together, and they say, you know what, I'm, we're 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 not only in wedding bliss, but we've decided to take the, a deeper plunge into going to business together, which might be just as difficult, if not more difficult, than the marriage itself. It certainly right. will test it, right? And they say, well, what do I need? Right? What do I need to, from a coverage perspective, they come to you. You've got some of the information already in the CRM. You can dump it right into, right into the SEMC. And from there, you ask them the, the basic questions about location and coverage and all those things. And we are able to then use that and leverage the connections that SEMSI has built with all of the carriers to get them Quotes and to go over those coverages and the quotes from the mul- from multiple carriers and help them make the right decision in terms of coverage as well as premium, right? Because one of the things that's extraordinarily important, I believe, in this industry is, you know, there's a lot of fear around, you know, you know, people want the cheapest price or what have you. And I can tell you that I think, you know, there are going to be people who just want the the cheapest price because they're, you know, doing some very basic things uh, out there. But I do think that there's a good chunk of the market that is really looking for value, especially during this COVID time where people really question, what am I covered uh, and how am I covered and am I properly covered? Uh, And so I think that agents uh, have to be ready to not only uh, answer those kinds of questions, but to be able to to present options, because every industry and and I think uh, insurance will get there too is all about transparency, uh, and people are looking for transparency um, and and I think that 's one of the ways in which technology and a tool like semse where we 're enabling the agent to be able to collect information once and then get it out to multiple carriers collect the quote back and then we help them analyze those quotes with a tool we call coverage compare so that the agent not only understands the delta between carrier A, B, and C, but they're able to present that neatly uh to the to their to their business owner. And now that couple is thrilled that they're married, they're thrilled that they're covered from their personal lines perspective. But now they're thrilled that they they feel comfortable that they're gonna open a bakery and all uh the things all that risk is covered because David and his team have done a tremendous job for the past year for them.
0: Yeah, so I have two comments for you. Number one, shame on us as an industry that we have taught people that price is what is most important right. because when we gripe about people buying on price, the only, things, the only people that we should be blaming is ourselves because we've always done it that way and we feel like we understand the consumer and that they're always going to come down to price. I'm here to tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt, that is false. My entire business model is not built on selling on price, ever. I don't have to. We talk about value, 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 client experience. You know, people don't go and stay at the Ritz-Carlton when they could stay at the Motel 6. If you look at them at the root of what both of them do, it's a place for you to sleep overnight. You got a Ritz-Carlton for the Ritz-Carlton experience, and you don't get the Motel 6 rate for getting that. So right. don't tell me that people always buy on price. We as an industry have conditioned people to do that. But the second thing that I wanted to bring up, and it's something that you didn't you didn't address specifically about SEMSI that I want the agents to hear, is that not only do you have those integrations with the carriers and you have the ability to talk to the CRMs and everything, but you also have the ability to scrape data from the Internet to help answer some of those questions about construction um, and things like that that we otherwise may have to go to property appraisers, websites, or whatever else to research. So that makes it very smooth on the agent side if you're porting information in from a CRM or an agency management system that you're already using. But in addition, you're augmenting that with data that you're able to gain from the Internet. So the the amount of work that an agent actually has to do to push this through to multiple carriers is reduced dramatically. From That's what right. you would normally have
1: to do. What we are seeing is that it takes less than eight minutes on average for an agent to go through our form uh, and essentially get four or five or six quotes. Um, and it starts with, you know, being able to enter data neatly. And as you mentioned, we then take that data and we go out to the to the web or to data sources and we pre-populate uh, information as much as we can to sort of whether it be for things like address and, you know, hours of operation to those basic things to things like, you know, the square footage and and, and things of that nature in order to then make the form as easy and as simple as possible. Uh, but we also enable the agent to to flag questions so that they can come back to it, write notes, share amongst each other so that it becomes a collaborative tool. Um, and ultimately, all of that processes is around making the form as user-friendly for the agent as possible, who is, again, we want the agent experience to be as good as what a consumer might face when they're going out to, to purchase insurance or to purchase uh, you know, something from Amazon. Um, and so we spent a lot of time on that. And that's about data, 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 but it's also about having a tremendous UI and user experience so that the agent feels good about the process and realizes that we are there to help them. Uh, And ultimately, it ends with what is as important as anything else. Which is being able to get bindable quotes from their appointed carriers and then displaying that for them in a way that's really easy to read and easy to share. Um, but you're absolutely right; it does. Data is a fundamental part of that, um, but data is wrapped around great user experience. So I think it's really important that you know we build great technology, uh, great technology that's also uh, connected to data and data sources that makes that technology work even more uh, efficiently for the, for the agent. But the one thing that we want to Sort of stress, especially at Semsi, and what I think makes us extraordinarily different than anybody else is also terrific user experience. On top of that, uh, we don't want to forget that the agent is still a human being. We we don't want to forget that they're used to shopping on Amazon. They're used to going to a bunch of e-commerce sites that are using data and using algorithms and using great user experience to make their to make the shopping experience great and so therefore what we want to do is essentially make the shopping experience of getting quotes for their customers just as pleasant for them because ultimately we think that means they're going to do more, do better and that ultimately uh helps their customer who's going to get uh you know more options who's going to get more transparency and ultimately that also means that the agent is going to have much more time to consult uh their customer about the best uh options for them in their small business. Yeah, I agree. So I know that when we've talked
0: there's a couple of different directions that SEMSI's is looking at going down the road. And before we wrap up, I, w- I want you to talk about as much of that as you're able to or, or comfortable talking about sure. right now so that people realize that this, like all technologies, you know, this is not a one trick pony. There are a lot of different angles that can be taken with this. And you guys have already started exploring some of that.
1: That's right. So we began uh, our journey uh, really focused on the small agencies and bringing them the technology to get them from lead to quote, right? Being able to connect to multiple carriers uh, that they're appointed with and getting them quotes. We quickly realized that there was a, a really interesting opportunity for us to build a direct-to-consumer version of that on behalf of the agent. So this is the ability for that agency, as we talked about this earlier, to be able to have a widget that they can put on their website. But using this, their agency code meaning that agent's agency code to to get a quote and ultimately when it gets sold it 's all in their name and they're the broker of record not semc so that's a that 's an interesting evolution for us. The third evolution that we see is we've when we started talking to larger agencies. Networks and aggregators, or however you want to call them, and even wholesalers. We realized that there was a tremendous opportunity for what I call uh, an insurance cascading platform. That is a platform that not only works for the individual agents and the individual agencies, but one that can work for, let's call it, the mothership agency that owns or or has a network of hundreds of agencies below them. Um, and we've built this cascading platform to work in that format too. So so that the, the, the larger agency not only has the tool for their internal folks, but that tool can then be Branded and or white labeled for all of their, uh, let's call it, uh, sub agencies and not only allows them to use SEMC in the way it was intended, but it also enables these sub agencies to access markets and to access, uh, tools and to access, uh, products that the, let's call it mothership, uh, has been providing for them or gives them access to. So that we see a lot of ways in which our connection between agents and carriers can really create a better superhighway for the agent to be able to serve their customer uh, and get quotes. And we've got a heck of a lot more coming down down the pike. But, but to be honest with you, what we are wholly focused on is making the best product possible for the agent to be able to serve their customer uh, in the commercial space. And and everything we do after that uh, won't matter if we don't get that 100% right. And thankfully, we are well on our way. You know, it's
0: interesting, too, because one of the things that I had mentioned to you when we talked prior to, to coming on the podcast was some of the concerns that agents would have. And in, in it's a in its concern that certainly exists with some of what I would perceive to be your competition, maybe not directly, but similar to what you guys are doing in this space in that they do have the ability to give you a widget. They do have the ability to have, you know, bindable quotes and all of that. And then when that policy is issued, guess whose name's on it? Not the agency. Right. And that's one of the good parts about your platform is, and, and agents need to understand this, is you're thinking, oh well, that's just the same as so-and-so. No, it's not. You know, it's a big difference when you go to deliver a policy to your client and it has your agency name on it, as opposed to you having to do a dance and explain to them why it's some wholesaler or MGA or InsurTech's name as the agent of record and not yours. And so that is a huge bonus for what you guys are doing right now. You know, the widget is a great piece. The ability to um, just go direct to consumer that way, if you have the ability to control traffic, is certainly something that should be attra- uh, attractive to agencies in that boat. But just the efficiency alone that will be gained by not having to do multiple entry, multiple quoting, all of that stuff is something that every agency out there should be attracted to. So listen, we are getting to the end here. I want to make sure that everybody who's listening and everybody that started this should still be listening. Tell them how to get a hold of you, man. How can they find out more about SEMC? How can they – get a demo, how can they learn more about exactly what your product's offering? Because I think we've done a better than average job of painting a verbal picture of everything that can happen, but you and I both know people are visual and they're gonna want to touch and feel. And I want to give you the opportunity for them to know where they can do that.
1: Absolutely, we love to demo. And so if you're an agent or an agency owner or whomever who wants to get more efficient with quoting commercial, right, and maybe even 60% more efficient, all you have to do is email, email info at com. So I-N-F-O at SEMSEE, semse Uh And we'd be happy to give you a 20-minute demo. And and I promise you that we will do our best to to serve you and your agency and ultimately help you serve your customers. So I don't mean to put you on the spot here, sure. but I, I know
0: you're going to know the answer to this question.
1: Okay. Where did you come up with the name Semc? So we had a name prior to that, uh, Merlin, um, and and you know going through attorneys, uh, always a fun process. We realized we may not get that trademarked, uh, and so one of the things that we are founded on conceptually is this concept of a SEMC, SEMCI, uh, which is single entry multiple carrier interface. Uh, and that's really the basis of what we are doing, which is connecting, uh, agents and carriers. And one, uh, one day at two in the morning, I promised I wasn't drunk and, uh, I promised that I was at home and, and, and I just woke up and realized, you know what, instead of trying to come up with, you know, a name of an animal or a famous person, or what have you, why don't we just do a play on, on the concept of SEMSI? And then obviously instead of CI, we use SEE because part of what we want to do is also help the agent see everything, uh, in order for them to to help their their customer so that's that's how we got to it and
0: that's why i didn't mind asking the question man you didn't disappoint with your answer you had it (laughs) on the tip of your tongue you obviously have told a lot of people that story listen it's been my pleasure to spend the last 30 minutes with you talking about your product i'm excited for you guys as a company i'm excited for us as an industry that companies like SEMSI are out there pushing the envelope and forcing agents to get out of their comfort zone adopt technology and change the way their agencies run forever. I'm going to sign off now, Philip. Awesome to have you, man. Thank you so much for your time.
1: Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it, David. You take
0: good care now. Yes, sir.